0: For those of us, um, if, you're, if you're listening through, there's a theme that's popping up um, and it's about Jesus, um, Emmanuel, God with us that came to serve us, to serve us in a way that uh, we could not serve ourselves um, as Savior. And the temptation, obviously, for us is to think that we can save ourselves. And so this morning, as we hear, as we hear that call... Uh, may God's spirit attend to us and speak invitation and love over us. So Marty, thanks, thank you for that song. Thank you for the Advent reading this morning, Ed and Betsy. One of the opportunities that we have in this season as it changes is the warming center. And there's been a lot of different planning that's had to happen this year because of COVID and uh, the pandemic and the oakland uh, county warming center this year um, is requiring a stamp of approval from the oakland county health department (laughs) and the oakland county government and so we've been going through um, all of these steps in the process and there has been some really amazing just Things along the way and I just wanted to kind of share them with you um, one has been um, the way that the Royal Oak Police Department interacts and esteems the body of Christ that does this serving um, and they see it as something that is different and not not the way that they see other groups gather um, to come together in a unified mission And that has been so cool. We've also had incredible conversations with the fire chief of Ferndale and the police chief of Ferndale and the mayor of Ferndale. And all three of them have been working for the last two weeks with Oakland County's emergency task force to put together a plan where we would have one common space for the warming center. And so I wanted to share with you that um, on the 16th there will be a meeting with the city council of Ferndale, where they will be making um, the decision of whether or not we can have one one spot for eight weeks of the program. Um, and the spot that we are looking at, if you want to pray for it by name, is called the Gary Kulik Community Center, and it. Uh, would provide a safe and sheltered way for us to do the program um, without having to bounce between seven different churches. Now, that that decision comes um, a week into the program. <laughs> so, I want you to be praying about this. Emmanuel Bethel Church on Woodward and Normandy set up this Saturday. For the warming center, they put all of the dividers up. They start. We started to get a real idea of what it's going to look like and how how amazing um, an opportunity it'll be. Now, having said that, they have so much energy around this. Um, they are. They don't feel left out that they wouldn't be in the one common facility, but they definitely felt like there was going to be an opportunity to meet with um, the body of Christ in a much bigger way. Um, and serving alongside each other and so as Emmanuel Bethel starts serving the warming center on December 14th um, there may be opportunities for us to serve alongside them and so those may be overnight opportunities or they may be on the weekend during the day for us to be able to provide a 24-hour bubble For those who are participating. So look, we're going to be putting out some of those um, opportunities as they come up, and if you're able to serve in that way, um, we we, we would love to connect you. So if you're on the Facebook uh, Live, you can send a message on there. If you're on Zoom right now, you can put your name into the chat, um, put your email or a contact, and I'll make sure to connect you to opportunities that come up. But those are pretty; those are pretty big deals. And so, one of the things that I want wanted us to be mindful of is just um, what does it look like for us um, to give praise and to give thanks um, that that the Spirit of God has gone before us in these conversations, um, that God's Spirit and God's rule and God's God's care um, for. His children um, extends beyond us, and that there's preparation that's happening even before we step into those conversations. So, what does it look like for us to then give praise, and then two, what does it look like for us to be faithful? What does it look like for us to actually step into the opportunities that God is creating for us and setting up for us? And that may look different for each one of us. And so, um, my encouragement this week is to be praying, praying for Emmanuel Bethel as they. Um, are in their final stages of setting up. Pray for um, Ferndale City Council as they have their uh, their meeting. Their discussion is actually not until um, the 21st of December. And for those that we're working with at the county level um, and in the city, the city government pieces, just praying for God's kingdom to continue to reign and to rule because we're seeing the evidence of it, that God is going before us. It is making a way for us. And so I give praise this morning, and I ask you to give praise in whatever way it is for you. So for me, it's a hallelujah. And you guys know that I like to yell hallelujah. So I'm going to hand it over to Allison.
1: Thank you, Nate. And uh, thank you also, Nate, for all the work that you've been doing for these months. I know there's a lot of waiting going on, but I'm, uh, I'm saying hallelujah as well. So welcome to Genesis. My name is Alison Kaneza and I have uh, some announcements this morning. So uh, there may be a green card poll popping up on Zoom. If you were watching on Facebook, you can actually go to our website, uh, genesisthechurch.org, click on the connect virtually button, and there's a digital green card, which I didn't even know about until I had to do these announcements. Um, so you can uh, you can connect there, share prayer requests, um, For the folks on Zoom and Facebook, you can post public prayer requests. You can send private prayer requests through the Zoom chat if you send those to Bo directly. Um, And you can also send prayer requests anytime, once again, on that digital green card. So that's always on the website and always available if there's a prayer request that pops up in the middle of the week, for example. Um, If you have any questions about the protocol Genesis has implemented for making uh, decisions related to our building and gatherings, because of COVID-19, you can find a link to those details in the announcement emails, as well as on our website. Um, Our leadership mixes data they receive from officials with what they're sensing from God to make those decisions. And there's a lot of information uh, there if you wanna go take a look. We have going on now a nightly Advent reading on Zoom at 7 p.m. You can sign in as early as 6.50 to connect and chit chat before the reading begins. You can put your email in the chat on Zoom and Bo will send you a note, maybe just say like Advent so we know which one, um, which email you wanna get. Or you can check out the community news email that came out this week for the link as well as the set of readings you can download um, and read at home. If you're not getting the weekly news emails, once again, you can go back to that digital green card and fill that out and check the box um, that says, please send me the weekly email. All right, on Christmas Eve, we will have a parking lot candle lighting and carol sing at 5 p.m. So mark your calendars. Uh, Plan to dress warm and bring your own hot chocolate, tea, or coffee. And thank you all, everyone, for your generous underwear and sock donations for CDC's Christmas Store. Uh, This Wednesday, December 9th, is the last day to have any socks or underwear delivered or to drop off items in the bin at Genesis. Um, And thank you again for everything that you've done to help equip CDC families. One last thing, we will be doing communion a little bit later in the service. So feel free to send a runner for uh, bread, crackers, juice, water, so that you're ready to go a little bit later. Thank you.
2: That is awesome. Thank you, Allison your background looked amazing too i don't know if i could see allison's background her tree up there i bet you she cut it down herself and put it up there and there. she's nodding yes that was that's beautiful up in there we had that poll if you still are looking to um join a group talk with an elder pastor be intentionally discipled with the email you can connect to the poll there um that's up there i'll give it a couple more minutes and uh yeah about the um As Allison was saying, on Christmas Eve, we're going to do an outside, candlelight, carol singing, social distance, hat, gloves, mittens, coats, kind of masks. Um, And uh, it'll probably be 20 minutes, right, as far as the the length of it. But um, if that's something that you're like, wow, I would really love to be um, with others. We, We thought it was a care thing. For our body and so you'll be hearing more about that and you can just you can you can come right and you're gonna park in the north lot and then and the other lot we will be gathering on foot uh, to be able to do that so all right, I'm gonna end the poll I want to thank everybody for those of you who t- continue to change your giving patterns as far as being able to do that digitally uh, emailing uh, texting those uh, to be able to participate in what God's doing Love it, the generous gifts for people wanting to participate with the CDC, to want to be able to help with others as they see needs arise within our community. May we continue to breathe out generosity of all that God has given us. May this season be marked by that, by not the fear of having less, but by the reality of God meeting needs. And so I thank God for you, continuing to help meet the needs within this community. And I pray that God would continue to meet yours and we let them be known. And that was the beautiful thing about the early church. Had this picture, uh, the scriptures say that when they saw the needs or needs were brought to them, they met them. So it was people who were speaking the needs, unashamed to be able to communicate their needs, unashamed to want to move forward in the good that God had in this world and to invite others to participate with it. So thank you for participating. May God continue to uh, Move us in joy and our heart of generosity. And we see it in you. So well done, church. So let me give thanks for that in this moment. So if you want to text that, if you're, if you're giving online, thank you. But let me pray. So Father, thank you you are the God who, who provides. And for those who are gathered this morning, Lord, and the needs and the longing, what they're waiting for, if it's income or jobs or opportunity, come, Lord, in their waiting. Provide God. For those Lord who are who are waiting for direction and insight and in your guidance, Lord, take them by the hand and lead them. Lord, would you, which you're covering, God, when we know that you're covering us and protect us, and we would hear you clearly and we could joyfully participate in the giving of our resources and our love to others in this season. Give us creativity, Lord. how to do that when to do that and that we could do it quickly we pray your kingdom comes lord we pray in the name of the father the son the holy spirit amen so this morning i had a text that i've been pondering i don't know for about the last week and a half and i wanted to share it with you it's from mark 13. The reality we live in is one, especially with Advent, is we think about the anticipation of Jesus' return. And sometimes I'm aware, and I know, yes, Jesus is returning, but it maybe isn't the most foremost thing in my mind. But I was really, I've been challenged in this text in Mark 13, uh, and this instruction of Jesus. And so I wanted to share this instruction with you guys for a few moments this morning. This is in Mark 13, verses 24 to 37 and this is Jesus and and it comes within this text when they are asking Jesus disciples are asking hey when when is everything going to take place right when is the waiting going to be done and the fulfillment of these promises that God has made promises of setting things right promises of those who are currently oppressing us to be that to be put to an end promise for this the king that would reign through all generations to be on the throne and maybe and but Jesus is talking specifically about Uh, his death and resurrection, and when he will return. The promise that he will return and gather, gathering all those who have died before us, who have trusted him, and then gathering all of the nations and all of his people to himself, right? So that's what Jesus is promising in this text. So I'm gonna pick up midstream, Mark 13, verse 24. And at that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now here's Jesus telling us what to learn. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on your guard. Stay alert. Here's verse 34. This is the stuff that's been grabbing me. The coming of the Son of Man... That's, that's the advent. The advent of the Son of Man, this other coming that we're told is going to happen, the advent of the Son of Man can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return. In the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say say to you what I say to everyone. Watch for him. So in this text about the advent, the return of the Son of Man, this is in uh, Mark 13, verse 34, there was two things that I hear Jesus calling out to each one to do. And that's to all of us in this season. I hear two instructions of Jesus, two words of Jesus that he's, he's saying, all right, I have instruction for you, church. As you're my body and my people, here's my instruction that I have for you. The first one was this. He said, to each one of his servants, to his people, to each one of them, he gave instructions about what they were to do with this time when he was away. To each one, he gave instruction. To what they were to do. He left them with instruction of how to live. And I want to let you know, church, this is clear, right? When we think about, well, what is the instruction that Jesus has left us as he departed? What's well, really clear? He said, make disciples, right? Teach them, teach them about Jesus, cast the seed of the truth about Jesus. Cast it sparingly, and that those who are open and who want it, pull them in close and say, Hey, let me let me teach you what I know about Jesus. Come be shaped by him. What's he said while we are gone? He said, Love. Let love drive everything. Love one another, love others, love your enemies. This is the great command. This is where all the laws are put in there. So what are we to do while in our waiting that he's called us to do? To love. Love the broken, love the hurting, love the marginalized to live a life of love. Jesus said, let your light shine so that others could see your good deeds and give glory to God. And so I encourage you, do you know the instructions that, the work that the Lord has called you to today? What he's invited you into? To let your light shine. I was was talking with somebody this week and they experienced um, the love of God being broken through as they cried out to God. And they experienced it through this community. They experienced people coming to them to love them. And God animated them and encouraged them. And out of it, they felt renewal and breakthrough. And in that story, she was sharing this with me, and she said, oh, Bo, I'm, I'm being encouraged to reach out to one person a day. Just to love them. Reach out to one person. And it made me think right it made me think in this season like reaching out to one person that that seems pretty doable right it seems actually pretty simple i make us think in this season of waiting this this time of waiting that we're in i even think about the time of waiting within the coronavirus right within this pandemic it started in march and if i count the months what we're about at 10 months since this has really erupted in the united states 10 months And as I kind of speculate when a a vaccine or when greater breakthrough is gonna happen, I kind of look out to June or July, right? That's what I'm sort of estimating. So if that's the case, that's like eight months. And if that's the case, we've gone 10 months and there's eight months left, so we're over halfway done. It's downhill from here, right? You You can do this. When I do these workouts in my basement that are all sort of like, you know, strange and odd, and I hate them and I'm doing by myself, um, whenever I get at least halfway through and I'm miserable and I want to quit, I continue to tell myself, downhill from here. Downhill from here. Downhill from here. You've done it. You've gone halfway. And so church, it's downhill from here, right? Yeah, we're, we're waiting, but what's the work that God's called us to do as we wait? In this next season. This, this limited window of having this disruption. Here's my, here's my challenge. Here's my invitation for you. What if the encouragement was as simple as asking the Lord, Lord, I, I want to love one in your name. Who's the one today? Who's the one in your name today? What if it was the first question after thanking God, the, after thanking God for sustaining you and giving you life, if you were asked just every morning, Lord, who's the one? Who's the one to text, to email, to pray for, to, right, it could be simple. But in our waiting, who's the one you're inviting me to love in your name? A neighbor, a friend, a person in this community that you haven't seen. This is what we do in order to care for each other. And almost in essence, it'd be us going after the one, as Jesus said, I leave the 99 and I go after the one. Who's the one? And what if we could ask the Lord that every day? What is he calling us to do? That's a form of discipleship. That's a form of loving one another. That's a form of caring for the people and the marginalized and less than. I want to invite you. Would you take that encouragement? One a day. The one a day. Let your light shine. So let's think about this, the work that God has called us to do. He's also called us to love our neighbors. And you heard us talking about a poll that we were doing um, about that we were going to host in, uh, at, in the parking lot, right, and, and gather some people. I'm also feeling a really a strong drive to want to encourage our community and you to host a, a candlelight Christmas Eve uh, a moment in your front yard and invite your neighbors and light candles and invite them to share maybe one person in their life who needs, who needs to see the peace of God break in, right, and to read a... Maybe you have to read the children's version of the Christmas story, right? And to invite your neighbors and light candles, like 15 minutes in your front yard, social distance. But I tell you what, I think there's people in your neighborhood who need that hope. The hope of Jesus that seems so faint. And could it be that God has put you in your neighborhood for you to shine the light of Jesus there? To extend that with the hope? And so I... um. I'm sensing. This is what we've been sensing is that God is at work in our neighborhoods and with our neighbors. And one of the things that I was think as wanting to see is like, who would be willing? Would you like to learn more about hosting a Christmas Eve candlelight gathering in your front yard for your neighbors and community? And I tell you what, if you say yes, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm almost gonna give you a script, right? We're gonna equip you. We're gonna, we're gonna walk with you in that. But i think some of us are saying yeah i think this is an opportunity that there could be people more open to that hope than ever before and that you would you know, like you're the jesus they know you've been building relationships with your neighbors over the last 10 months and maybe over the last 10 years or the last year and it's an opportunity for you to continue to say hey yeah we're people of hope let's encourage each other in this season are you up to hosting are you up to welcoming people you know right so That's what we would want to ask you. Are you willing to host? Are you willing to invite your neighbors? Are you willing to just read the story in a simple way? We will give you all of the tools needed for that and just click the yes on there. But this big question of this first text is, is that Jesus gave us instructions for each of his servants about the work that they were doing. Are you saying yes and are you stepping into the work that Jesus is inviting you into? He's inviting you. Into it. The other part is that um, I loved in this text. So, not only that, so then Jesus goes on, right? And he said this. He tells the story about the master of the household and about the gatekeeper keeping watch. And he said, Keep watch. You don't know when the time is coming. Don't let him find you sleep when he arrives without warning. Verse 37. I say to you, what I say to everyone, watch for him. Not just the gatekeeper. There's not somebody out there who's just called the gatekeeper. He says, Jesus says, I say this to everybody. That's you. Keep watch. Keep watch. And so what does that mean? So yes, he's given you work to do. Right? He's giving you instructions of how you're to live. He's going to be with you. He's going to be speaking to you. And he's going to be engaging with you. But he says, also, I say to everyone, until my return, keep watch. How do you do this? Keep watch. Now, I, I, I don't know 100% of what this is, right? I know what it's not. I was pondering this, this text. I think it was Wednesday night. And I was thinking about it. And I was even sharing it with friends. I'm like, oh, the Lord's inviting me to keep watch. Keep watch. And I, I don't even, watching for him, watching for Jesus. Um, and I finished in that conversation. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about that. And all of a sudden, I finished the conversation. And it's like 1030 at night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got I to gotta go back to Netflix and finish up my Great Baking Show episode. Right? And all of a sudden, I was like, huh, is that what Jesus means to keep watch? Keep watching? I'm like, no, that's not it. Uh, it's n- nothing wrong with a great baking show. It's actually really gay- great, right? But um, it's not keep watching. Not keep watching shows, keep distracting, keep keep like, hey, we'll get through this by distracting ourselves. No, it's keeping watching. Keep watch. It's not about watching the next episode. But am I keeping watch for breakthrough? I'll tell you every day that um, I look at the news every day. I'm keeping watch for breakthrough of this virus. Are you like me in that? I know what that means, to keep watch. I'm looking for news and good news. But what would it mean for Jesus saying, keeping watch of my return? Right? Are, you, are you anticipating him? Are you watching for Jesus? Are you ready for Jesus to return? Are you looking for where you see Jesus at work? For me, it's those kinds of questions where I'm reminded in the season of keeping watch. It's that you're going to return. You're going to gather your people. And yet Jesus instructs every one of us, keep watch. Look for me. Are you ready for me? I'm coming. I'm going to return. And it's not of a fear moment. But yet, if it produces fear in us, we have to ask the question, well, why? And if it produces weirdness in us, then we have to ask the question, why? Because we know Jesus came to save us and give us life, not to make us scared. But are you keep in watch? In those texts, those are my questions that I want you to sit with the Lord and ask him. I want you to pause for a moment and ask the Lord, Lord, What's the work that you're inviting me into? I'm your servant. You have given me instruction. What are you inviting me into? And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, how do I keep watch? So Lord, come. Holy Spirit, come and speak into this text. May we invite you into this. Speak to us, Lord. Lord. This morning I have for us to take communion because I think that part of keeping watch is in this, in the essence of, of communion and also what he's instructed us to do, right? Communion is this perfect example of both of those. This is what he's invited us to do, and it's also keeping watch. This is in First Corinthians 11, verses 23 to 26. This is Paul saying, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself, on the night that when Jesus was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given to, for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink the cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. And so if you have bread, if you have the runner that you went, if you got your bread and drink, this is my second cup. I put the cup underneath my table here and harvest found it and drank it all down. And so now I had to fill it up again and here it is. So if you got your bread and you got a drink, um, let's give thanks to God and let's take this together. If not, go get it. Those of you who have cameras on, no, I can see you. So, uh, bread, juice, nice, awesome. There you go. Thank you, Gilbert. Good job. You've got your bread and your juice. Well done, sir. Let me give thanks to God. Lord Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you for your blood that was shed for us. Thank you for the covenant that you've given to us, the promise of your life. And we do this in remembrance of you. You, God, served us. You, God, laid out your life for us. You, God, redeemed us. You chose us. You called us. um, Out of our life of darkness and into your glorious light. The light of your life. And you've placed your name and your seal and your spirit upon us, calling us your children, forgiving our sins, making us blameless before you, and inviting us into your ministry. Thank you, God, for your body and blood broken for us. We announce your death and resurrection until you return. We are yours, your servants. Amen. And so I invite you to take the bread and eat and take the drink and, and drink.
0: Thank you. Well, it was good for us to be together today and there's always the um, thoughts about how things have been in the past and how much of us um, is connected to our patterns and tradition. And so as we have been together today, it's, it is great for us to be reminded um, of God's love for us and God's pursuit of us and, um, and the serving of Jesus for us and that that um, story, that truth never changes regardless of the setting or the context or how much we may wish that we weren't in whatever situations that we're in. And so uh, this week, as you're going through and going into all of the, um, the unknowns our prayer is that the Spirit of God would attend your way. That is the Advent. It's the cry of Advent. Lord God, make thine Advent here. That is a prayer of desperation, and it's a prayer of invitation. and saying, Lord, make your Advent here. Come be with me. Dwell with me. Walk with me. Guide me. And then here's the beauty, is that there are people around you whose hearts are crying that God would make God's Advent with them, and you get to be that person for them. And those acts of kindness, and those notes that are written from God's heart, and those interactions that you'll have in your neighborhood, and in your workspace, and that you become the Advent. And so, Lord, we make ourselves available to you. And we say, as you come to us and minister to us, may we be a conduit of your love and your healing and your hope into our world, into our neighborhoods, into our networks. And may your name be praised. What a beautiful name it is. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to lift the mute, so if you'd like to chat with each other, now is the time. And uh, continue to let us know if there's ways that we can help come alongside where you are, support you, walk with you, and help you to love your neighbors well. Okay, you should be able to unmute and share and
2: talk. Thanks for being with us.
1: Oh, there she is. Wait a minute. There he is, Carmel. I see you.
0: Carmel. Here. <laughs> No, I don't like